Hey everyone, and welcome to the Kennedy Podcast's AEW Dynamite Review. Uh, so yeah, this has been the very first one in a little while. Um, yeah, I mean, I know I said a month ago that it, this was uh, a new beginning, but you know, I had some stuff that I needed to deal with, and 2021 has just been a very off year for this podcast at the very least. It's been a very hard adjustment. Cade Man will be here next week, um, because uh, I kind of just sprung this on him last minute that I was actually doing this this week, um, and that my break was ending this week, so, because I didn't really know when my break was ending, but, anyway, um, a lot of interesting stuff in AEW has happened since I left, um, Malachi Black, uh, came, he uh, attacked Cody Rhodes, um, they'll be fighting in a few weeks, um, so yeah, uh, this AEW's back in front of fans, thankfully, you know, wrestling, wrestling is back in front of fans, um, and that's nice to see, because it, it genuinely kind of wasn't the same without fans, like, you know, you can go around saying, like, Pandemic wrestling was fine. It wasn't really that bad. You know, they had to adjust to being with, not with fans. But no, wrestling in front of no fans really sucks. But anyway, we're back in front of fans. So we have, oh, we opened the show with the very first Labor of Jericho. Um, as Chris Jericho took on Sean Spears. And the rule of this match is that Sean Spears was allowed to use chairs, but Chris Jericho was not allowed to use anything, or he would get, um, or he would get disqualified, and therefore dropping out of his labors, and you know forfeiting the match with MJF. This match was pretty good. I'd say three and a half stars. Um, so, yeah, like very. Hard-hitting match here. Very good match between two amazing wrestlers. Um, I don't really know what I expected out of this match other than for it to be fantastic. This, in general, was just like a pretty good week of AEW in general. Um, So, um, Jericho... You know, basically the whole thing was Jericho's arm is hurt... um, I don't remember when he heard it, but yeah, his arm is, he's got a bum arm this week, but he'll be, he'll be, um, he, he competed through this match. Spears used chairs a little bit less than I would have liked him to, actually. I think, you know, they could have taken way more advantage of the whole Spears can use chairs thing. And Jericho can't use anything. But yeah, um, other also another little nitpick. Jericho's arm was supposed to be hurt, yet he was busting out shoulder tackles, no problem. He was hitting a flying axe handle, no problem. You know, it was just a little psychology thing that didn't really make any sense to me. But otherwise, yeah, three and a half stars. Jericho picks up the win, uh, wins his first labor. Um, I believe there's five. Um... So yeah, he wins his first one. He 
He's going to have to go through four more. And the second labor is announced for next week on Fight for the Fallen uh, Dynamite. Um, it's brought out, uh, you know, renowned death match competitor. So MJF says, you know, since you like to break the rules, since uh, Sammy Guevara got a little involved in this match after Tully Blanchard um, took out... Uh, took out or distracted the referee while Jericho had Spears in the walls of Jericho and Spears was tapping and Tully distracted the referee and Sammy, you know, pulled the ref or pulled Tully Blanchard off and chased him backstage. So MJF said, you're not allowed to do that anymore. If anyone gets involved in the rest of your labors, then uh, they'll be declared, the match will be declared null and void and you'll lose. So, um... He reveals that Jericho will be in a no-rules match next week against renowned hardcore competitor Nick Gage. Um, so I've heard a lot about this guy, about how, like, dangerous he is. He tried to stab his opponent in the ring, apparently. I don't know. I think this is a weird decision to bring a guy who's this much of a kind of liability in, but I don't know. We'll see what happens um there was a little bit more expansion on that later in the night and i'll talk about that so we hear a few words from the tnt champion miro um miro um he says you know there have been no more dominant tnt there has been no more dominant of a tnt champion than me um, you know, it showed all the past TNT title reigns. Cody's first one, Brody Lee's one, uh, Cody's second one, and then Darby's one. And he said, there's, n there's been no more dominant TNT champion than me. And I said, yeah, because there's, there's only been three um, other than you. Um, but, yeah, I mean, pretty cool promo here. Miro seems to have decorated the belt to look like the Bulgarian flag, which is pretty cool. Um... And yeah, just a, just a nice little promo from Miro, uh, you know, gets him some screen time. He reveals that at homecoming on August 4th in two weeks, he will be um, defending his TNT championship. So that should be something to look forward to. Um, we then have the Elite Hunter, Frankie Kazarian versus Doc Gallows. And I, I didn't hate it. But I really didn't like this match. Um, mostly because it made Frankie Kazarian look like the weakest bitch in the world. Um, so they're building up Frankie Kazarian. is supposed to have this gimmick of the elite hunter. He's supposed to take down all the elite. And he fails at legitimately his first hurdle. So he takes on Doc Gallows, who is apparently his first elite that he's hunting um and he literally he loses he just he just loses um carl anderson gets himself involved gets himself involved multiple times throughout this match however doc allows just wins he hits him with a big choke slam pins him one two three in the middle of the ring makes frankie kazarian look like a complete idiot um like, okay, good luck being an elite hunter, even though you can't even beat one in a match. Um, you know, they were playing up 
Gallows' size. Um, and I assume that was to make up for the fact that they were making Frankie Kazarian look like a little bitch. Um, but yeah, I mean, Gallows just completely destroyed him. Gallows and Anderson then beat the hell out of Frankie Kazarian. Um, and I call this another elite burial. Um, this was a burial. This wasn't just somebody loses a match. This was... Frankie Kazarian cannot come back from this. Um, Kenny was about to beat the shit out of him until Hangman came out. Uh, he fought with the Elite for a bit. He started losing, but then in came the Dark Order. They're all going to have a big 10-man tag match next week. If they win, uh, Hangman gets the next AEW World Title shot. And the Dark Order get the next tag title shot. So that's what's on the line in that 10-man tag next week. Two stars for this. Hated this segment, honestly. It was just like... Why? Why are you making Frankie Kazarian look like a loser? He's just... He lost this match. And then got beaten up. And got made to look completely weak. And I do not like it. Um, but anyway, uh, we have Brian Cage, uh, backstage, uh, after he was betrayed last week by Ricky Starks, the new FTW world champion. Um, Ricky Starks says he'll be selling a, he'll be throwing a celebration next week at Fight for the Fallen, and Brian Cage is basically just like, okay, I'll be there. So, you know, there's gonna be some crazy stuff that kicks off at that, um, at that title celebration. So we have um, Orange Cassidy's protege, Wheeler Yuta, taking on Darby Allen. This match was pretty good. I mean, I'd give it around uh, three stars. Um, yeah, it was like it was an enjoyable match. I like this new guy Wheeler Yuta that they have. Um, of course, Darby Allen wins because um, you know he just won that coffin match against Ethan Page next week, and they're not gonna have him completely lose to this new guy just yet. But yeah, uh, Wheeler Yuta, I I have some faith in him. I think he could be an interesting addition to the AEW roster. And he put on a very good match with Darby Allen this week. Uh, probably, it's not near the best match of the night, but it's like, you know, it was a good solid middle of the show match. Kept me engaged the whole time. Uh, Darby Allen hit the coffin drop in the end to win. We had a fun little bit between Orange Cassidy and Sting, where uh, Sting sort of hit the fake Darby Allen kicks um uh but yeah uh Darby Allen won um but then after the match the blade attacks Orange Cassidy at ringside they'll be going one on one later on in the night moving on though to the AEW Women's World Championship Britt Baker defends against Nyla Rose um so, I wrote, like, who am I supposed to cheer here? I can't tell which one is the baby face. Because people are booing Nyla Rose. They're boo Like, the fans were booing her and cheering Britt Baker. But Britt Baker 
midway through the match was making out as if she was going to hit Nyla Rose with the championship. So I don't know which one is supposed to be the bad guy. Um, I'm going to assume it was supposed to be Nyla Rose because she seemed like the one who was the, the, the hero in before, uh, before, what was I going to say? You know, while in, in the build to the match, she seemed like the good guy, but I don't know. It could be Britt Baker. The fans were cheering her. They all deafened the arena with DMD when she said it. She's obviously very over with AEW fans, and, you know, more power to her. She's very talented. Um, but I, I don't know which one is supposed to be the heel. That's that's my only slight nitpick with this match, because it was a good match. Um, it was enjoyable. They... Uh, they kind of, you know, Nyla Rose is the power person, and, um, Britt Baker was trying to find ways to slowly chop down Nyla Rose as the match kept going on. Britt Baker retains, uh, I kind of didn't expect Nyla Rose to win tonight, so, yeah, Britt Baker keeps the championship. I have a feeling she's gonna keep the title for a while, um, probably not as long as Sheeta kept it, um, but probably a good bit longer. Um, than she currently does now. Um, yeah, but Britt Baker retains with the lockjaw. This made Britt Baker look like a... It made Britt Baker look... It didn't make Nyla Rose look bad because Nyla Rose beat the crap out of her and Britt Baker was like, you know, Britt... Britt Baker always looks like she's been in a fight after she wrestles a, like a, a grueling match like this. She has, you know, one of those I've been beaten up faces she is one of the best i've been beating up faces in wrestling um so anyway yeah she retains with the lockjaw you know she looks really good she looks like a strong champion um going into the rest of her title reign so we have santana and ortiz in sort of a press thing with ftr before they you know those two teams are going to face off next week that should be an enjoyable match. Proud and Powerful talk about... Proud and Powerful. Santana and Ortiz talk about how they, you know, they grew up in, terro in like, terrible homes and apartments. And FTR has been, like, living a lavish lifestyle their entire lives. Um, so, you know, their, their, their experiences are not comparable. Um, and then FTR says some stuff about them they say a woo spicy insult and then you know it breaks down security has to stand between the two teams fairly standard segment here moving on andrade el idolo um comes to the ring he's got some guy behind him who i don't know who that is but i'll find out at some point so we learn that vicky guerrero will no longer be Andrade's um, manager. Um, I learned that at the beginning of the night, and I said, whoa, whoa, that's weird. Didn't they bring her in as a Vicky Guerrero person? Um, and I thought that was a pretty good fit. Um, but they got an even better fit. They got Chavo Guerrero Jr., obviously. Um, so, yeah, he comes out. Uh, he gets a he gets a big reaction uh, from the crowd. The crowd really loved Chavo. I like Chavo. I think he's good. 
Um, you know, they get a they he gets a he gets a, like a huge reaction. Um, so yeah, um, he says you know he's he's been in the locker room, he's been in the AEW locker room, and he hasn't seen anyone as impressive yet as Andrade El Idolo. I think this is a very good fit because Chavo Guerrero is fantastic on the mic. Um, and, you know, Andrade's, you know, cadence and talking is a bit off because English is his second language. Um, you know, it's mentioned that Andrade kind of mentioned a feud with the Death Triangle, Pac, um, Penta, and Ray Phoenix. Which is a weird path for him to take because there's three of them and one of him. Um, but Death Triangle came out. They say they're the face of... Not not Pac, obviously. But Ray Phoenix and Penta are the face of Latinos in AEW. Uh, Penta says something and says... And his annoying translator translates it for him. Pac um, says... You know, Pac... Is like why, why, why would we fight you? And then Andrade makes an offer to Penta and Ray Phoenix to come join him and Chavo, and they can rule uh, Latino wrestling in America. And that's you know that that would be pretty cool, but I don't think that's gonna happen. And Pac and Pac was like, "You're crazy, mate," and. Penta said, "Why would Penta says why would we join someone who's not on our level?" And then you know they go to fight Andrade, but Andrade walks out of the ring, and he's like, "Chill out, I don't want to fight you. Um, we'll find a different time to fight. At the very least, we fight on my terms." Um, so we have a match between Orange Cassidy versus Blade, but I actually missed quite a good portion of this match because I was going to get. I, something, I think. Um, I I came in towards the end. Orange Cassidy hit the orange punch and beat Blade. But yeah, I missed a good majority of this match. So yeah, Orange Cassidy wins. I don't feel comfortable giving it a grade because I didn't really watch it. Anyway, talking about what's going to happen next week on Fight for the Fallen. Uh, we, uh, we have a little flashback to last week. Uh, the Hardy family office were beating up on Jurassic Express, that was when Marco Stunt tried to get involved, but then he got four-on-one beaten down and, like, hospitalized by the Hardy family office. And then Christian Cage came out and saved the day. So next week it'll be Christian Cage versus... Christian Cage teaming up with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus, I believe, Angelico and Private Party of the Hardy family office. Um... Of course, Santana and Ortiz versus FTR. The Elite versus the Dark Order. If Dark Order wins, Hangman gets a shot at the title, and you know, two of them get a shot at the ta- uh, the tag team titles. Uh, Chris Jericho cuts a promo on Chris on uh, Nick Kate uh, Nick Gage, and says, uh, you know, he's a crazy man. He's a lunatic that it, that. Uh, MJF has hired to destroy me. Well, a lunatic deserves a lunatic. So he turns around and reveals the pain maker, which is just him drawing those target things around his eyes and uh you know, putting on his putting on his cute little fedora. 
Um, but yeah, um, so the pain maker, Chris Jericho, will be taking on Nick Gage next week. That should be an entertaining match. Speaking of death matches, main event for the IWGP United States Championship, Texas death match, John Moxley versus Lance Archer. This was a very good match. Um, one of the best AEW main events. I think the best of Di I think the best Dynamite main event is you know up up there with the Dynamite main events would be Orange Cassidy versus um, Chris Jericho at uh, Fighter Fest last year. Uh, Penta versus Ray Phoenix. That's up there, and uh, this that this is definitely going up there with that um because this match was very very good um i enjoyed it i think um you know lance archer is immensely entertaining i think john moxley you know i've kind of haven't seen john moxley wrestle in a while so it was nice to see him wrestle and it's just you know it's nice every once in a while to just see like a death match to just see a bunch of people beating the crap out of each other with various objects um both men bled you know barbed wire baseball bats kendo sticks chairs tables whatever you could think of that's in the typical you know hardcore match was here so it's nice to see just a nice messy brawl of a match lance archer wins uh so basically the point of this match is you either stay down for a 10 count or you submit to a submission move so Lance Archer power bombs Moxley just through some barbed wire. He put some barbed wire covered boards on a bunch of tables, and he power bombed him through that. So he wins with that. Lance Archer is the new IWGP U.S. champion, um, and yeah, good for him. He won something finally. Um, it's only been a year that he's been in the company, and he's barely won squat. Um, so he finally, he wins the U.S. title that he had. Uh, I think he was the one who had it before Moxley, and now he won it back. Um, so in comes, and I don't remember this kid's name. Uh, give me one second. Uh, Hikuleo. Hikuleo. Hikuleo comes out. Uh, he's a member of the Bullet Club in New Japan. And he basically... He's been sitting in the... He's been sitting in the crowd the whole night. And he says, well, I'm coming for that title next week, Lance Archer. So it's going to be Lance Archer versus Hikuleo for the title next week. Which should be very good. Yeah. Very enjoyable episode of Dynamite this week. Um, I'd give it... Three and a quarter, yeah, four stars. Let's say four stars for this episode of Dynamite. Just because it's nice to see an episode of Dynamite with fans again. Um, you know, it was nice to see the fans go crazy when cool things happened. And it was nice to see, you know, them them being a little stupid every once in a while. Um, it's, just it's just generally nice to see wrestling with fans again. Um, it's been a weird year going through watching, peop watching these guys perform 
in pretty much dead silence. Like I know there's been the 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 um, the wrestlers around the ring and the you know the limited crowd at AEW and there's been the Thunderdome in WWE, but obviously those weren't the same as there being like an audience, there being a paying crowd. So it's nice to see that again, and I hope that wrestling is going to become better because there's people back at it again. So, I will see you next week. Cade Man should be back next week, and we will talk about that week's episode of AEW Dynamite. We'll see ya.